Hi everyone, it's Wednesday, February 18th, 2015, and you are tuned into a totally different reality. I am your host, Julia Sotis, and I am at Va- in Vancouver right now for the advanced body class, and I'm on the 18th floor of my friend's new apartment overlooking the harbor, and it's just amazing. It's so spacious here. So today on the show, I have a really amazing guest. I've, I've actually never met Jamie, but I've heard wonderful, wonderful things about him, and I'm so excited to pick his brain today. Um, uh, he's an animal facilitator and has been working with animals for a long time. And I'm just really excited to have this conversation. He brings a really amazing energy and I would love to chat about what that is. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Julia. And thanks for all your kind words. Oh yeah. So you're in New York. You're in New, are you, do you live in New York or upstate? Yeah, I'm upstate actually. I'm right in the middle between uh, Manhattan and Montreal. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I know when you tell people from New York, immediately they think New York City, but it's a pretty big state. It is a big state because I'm, like, thinking, hmm, do, like, do his, him and his horses, like, gallop around Central Park? I'm like, okay, no, Julia, you're being dumb. He lives upstate. <laughs> there are horses in Central Park. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, so um, you're, and you're also a BARS facilitator in Access Consciousness, so just, um, if you could give us a little bit of a background, um, I'd love to hear um, how your relationship with animals started and um, how your relationship with Access Consciousness started and uh, how you kind of have fused the two to create something incredible. Sure. Yeah, well, I'll start where it started for me in, with, with horses. And um, I, didn't, I, I tell people I never had any kind of formal training with animals. I, I was brought up in a blue-collar neighborhood and I, I, we had maybe a few pets, but I was never around horses um, until I, someone took me to the racetrack in my late teens. And when I got there, it was just like I was plugged into this world. And looking back on it now and some of the experiences and things I went through, everything just because of the tools of access and things that I've done makes so much more sense of, of what I was doing. But uh, looking back, it was like I was kind of following this knowingness, but not from a conscious space because I wasn't very conscious at that age. <laughs> and um, I just felt like I stepped into this world, and this was the racing industry and, and horses, that um, I was just being received because I, I, I never really liked – being around people, and I understand it more now because I was just taking on so much stuff and didn't realize that it wasn't mine and, you know, carrying it around. And uh, anyway, so that started. Amen. <laughs> yeah, right, I know, and I met so many people, you know, in, in Access that, you know, have, you know, very similar stories about that. Yeah. So that was really, that was 20 years I spent in the racing industry. It was harness racing. So I drove horses and races and uh, trained them and owned them. And I even bred some um, up and down the East Coast. And it, it was kind of a cool life. I worked seven days a week. And it wasn't like work to me, though. And no. No. So that was kind of my connection. And, and it was really interesting because, I, you know, like I said, everything makes so much more sense to me, you know, looking back on it. But anyway, I seem to have this knack for working with horses that, we'll say, were troubled. They used to just show up at my barn, and I just had this capacity uh, to be with them. And um, I, you know, was just, you know, I looked, you know, back then it was like, okay, so 
I guess, you know, this is what I do and, you know, this is, this is what's happening. And, um, but never really tried to make any kind of sense of it. Um, and it just, uh, it was, you know, looking back, it was, it was just, you know, it was kind of, kind of amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people, it's like, you know, the, the, the horses weren't troubled. It was, you know, it was me and they were just showing up and, you know, allowing me this incredible invitation to, uh, mm-hmm. to be with them. So, um, and then I, and I'll, I'll just briefly go, and then I spent the next 20 years kind of seeking and searching. I, have a, I had a good friend, have a good friend, um, Barbara Gilman, who actually, um, uh, we were married at one time, and she's the one that got me involved in Access. But she Oh, that's really interesting. She's yeah. amazing. Wow, that's funny. That's interesting. Yeah, so... And she actually, she opened my world, and I was really, you know, I, I was stepping out. Of, it was like just this time period ended for me in that racing industry. So I was stepping out of that, and I look back, and I was actually asking, well, you know, what can I, I, I need to do something. You know, what, there's got to be something else um, for me that's available. And, you know, I, I'm just, I just, this time period with that whole racing thing just was, anyway, so Barbara shows up in my life. <laughs> it was oh, and uh, you know my life is obviously hasn't been the same since. So there was like two decades of that of search, searching, seeking, and um, going through a lot of different things and trying to find out you know different things about myself and you know what am I doing here and whatever. And um, as I had wrote a little something brief to you, it's like I, the questions I was asking. Constantly, it's like, what was wrong with me when I should have been asking, you know, what's right about me that I'm just not getting? Right. That was that. Was that. And I always wanted to do something with the animals because I, 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 I knew that I had a capacity to be with animals, but I, I didn't really at that time have the willingness to show up and to be that and to show up and to be more of, of who I be with that. And there, you know, there was a couple of different things that I did, but it was I was trying to somehow incorporate what I had learned from uh, the world of seeking and you know spiritual stuff and tools like that, and and, and for some reason it just never happened. Um, long story shorter, so Barbara introduces me to access, and all of a sudden I just my world just started to expand where I had been for the most of my life just just like contracting because I didn't realize how aware I was and sensitive I was to everything around me. Right. I was taking it all on and it was bogging me down and the constant judgment and going to the wrongness of me and it was like I wasn't willing to create or didn't, you know, and I knew something, some, there had to be something possible out there that could change all of this for me. So lo and behold, it was access. So I started in on Access, and we went to a bar. We went to my first bars class on my birthday almost four years ago. And um, it just all started from that. And my world just started to just kind of lighten up. I, the things that were, were kind of like bogging me down, um, it's like the memory of some of the things were still there, but the significance of it just seemed to kind of go away. It was really, and I was really, you know, we were exchanging bars with each other and, and um, I was co-facilitating a lot of classes with Barbara. So it was a lot of that. And all of a sudden I just, it was, I just started 
playing around with animals and and uh, volunteering at some uh, animal rescue farms and, and working with some horses. And it was like, wow. You know, I was relating it to what Gary and Dane talk about is, you know, tapping into the knowingness that you know. And it was like, hello? <laughs> you know, here it yep. is. I was a little, uh, you know, very stubborn and, and resistant to a lot of things in my life. So, but I did, and I, I have to say I have to give my cre- myself credit for, for, for recognizing that and, and acknowledging with it, acknowledging it and, and going with it. So, so I would love to hear, like you said, you started working at shelters and using the tools with the animals. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things like the aha is like, oh, I can use this with animals. And, you know, what were some of the things that you started with? Yeah, well, the first thing, one of the first places I went to was a, a place called Catskill Animal Sanctuary, a really cool place um, in the Catskills. And I, I was, I, I, it, was, it was kind of a, a really funny story how I found this place. And my sister-in-law actually ran into the owner's father several years before I got into access. And she said, oh, you should go down and see this lady. She's this, she's that, da 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 And I was just like, eh. So I didn't do it. And... So I got into access, and I just happened to really just stumble upon a brochure from Catskill Animal Sanctuary. And to make a long story short, um, it took me a while to get in there because I, I started communicating with them, and I said, well, I'm – and this was really – this was kind of – it was really a push for me um, to show up with the willingness to do this. I said, you know, I work with energy and, and this was just really like maybe a year into access. And I have to say, I was pretty brave about even expressing and, and showing up and cause I hadn't really owned all of this. It's, you know, it's been growing and expanding and all, but, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess you have to start taking steps, and this was one of the steps I took, and, you know, one foot followed the other and so forth. So I had communicated with them, and then they wanted references, because I'm saying, you know, telling them I'm an animal communicator, and, and I work with energy, and blah, 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 and they didn't really know. Well, anyway, it took several months for me to get in there, and I finally did. And so I, wor- I, I went down to the farm, and I was just really, it was the strangest thing, because I was just following this energy, and I really allowed myself not to come to the conclusions that I had come to in my life that, you know, this is how it's supposed to look, and this is how it's supposed to show up, and, you know, going to that so I could, you know, be right and didn't have to go to the wrongness of me if whatever happened. And, but I, I took on this whole different space in this energy when I was willing to use the tools and, you know, pod pocking and asking questions and using some of the body processes. And so I asked the gal when I got there, you know, what is, I, I was really pretty daring, I guess, about it because they had like maybe 40 horses there and all different kinds of geese and chickens and cows. And it was really a, a great, it was a, literally a sanctuary. Anyway, so they, they told me about this one horse. His name was Harry, Harry the horse. And <laughs> Yeah, he was rescued. That's my dad's name. <laughs> yeah, he was this. He was a small chestnut horse, and he was literally. He he was rescued from them by this woman who ended up actually going to jail. She was a hoarder, and she tried to starve these horses to death. Uh, it was really just kind of a, you know, a sad situation. But what a great opportunity uh, I had there. So I asked. I said, you know, if these tools are really going to work, and I wasn't 
you know, really even sure of what was going to happen. But I said, I'm just going to go with this because, you know, I know how to be with horses. I, I did it for, for 20 years, and now I have these tools, and they've been transforming my life and, you know, and helping other people's lives. And so, you know, why can't they work? You know, and I've read Gary's book several times, and, you know, that really empowered me a lot to go and do this. So anyway, Harry was a horse. He had a... a um, uh, a condition called foundering, and I don't know if anyone on your call or you might be familiar with that, but no. it, it's a pretty severe case. It's um, and usually they end up having to put horses down and you know, just from you know the point of views and the projections out there of reality and and you know how they deal with it. But it's it's um, it's a condition where the bone actually uh, the front feet, it, the bone actually will go. It it loses its um, kind of support around the the hoof and actually comes right through and it's 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 a very severe anyway so um they had babied and nurtured harry the girls were they, 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 they was a wonderful place they they, you know, they brought him back from almost from death they showed me pictures of when they rescued him but they put the the weight back on him and um anyway he was in this little pen and they wouldn't let me touch him they were you know they weren't sure who i was and i could understand so and i was just like going with all of this kind of like I guess, for lack of a better word, kind of just like improvising with the energy of, of what I could do, but not showing up, you know, being, you know, imposing in any way. So he was in this little pen, and he couldn't eat grass because of his condition. There's a something with the condition that they, they are not allowed to eat grass. Anyway, so they're telling me all this stuff, and it was so interesting because I was really being so aware at the time. You, you know, they were all these projections about him. He's, he can't eat grass, and, you know, he'll never be able to be with his, with his herd, and, you know, he's, he's got to wear these big therapy boots because his feet. And, and, and as they were doing this, and I wasn't sure what to do, actually, as far as, like, processing so but i knew enough in my mind you know just to, so i was pod pocking all of this stuff you know without you know under my breath everything that they were doing which was really cool for me because i didn't have to you know take on their judgments and their projections of of harry so anyway i sat in the pen with him for 40 minutes or so and it was really interesting because i just i sat there and i remotely ran um um cellular memory on him. I just got, I asked for some different processes and that one really rang. And I started running it on him and the gals were watching me and they weren't really sure like what to expect or what was going to happen. And to tell you the truth, I didn't either, but I was just going to go and go with it. And, and I was yeah. just to be present in that space. So I did that and I noticed some, um, some reactions from him while I was doing that in, in the energy. And they, you know, and they were just like, and it's really interesting because, it, and I'm sure you know, Julie, you've done a whole lot of stuff, I'm sure. And But when the animals are in a room, when you're doing this work, they just get it. And they just kind of like, you know, they just go right out. And, and it's, there's just like this wonderful space and energy that, that just kind of, anyway, well, these girls kind of like, I'll say, you know, they were kind of like, taken by it or over, you know, because they didn't say anything for like 40 minutes and they're watching me sit there and I just sat on the ground and he kind of came over to me and I continued to run it. So anyway, um, yeah, and so they still, you know, they were like, you know, he's never going to be able to go out in the field and all this kind of stuff. And I went home and, and I continued to run. I just got the awareness of, you know, I can do this remotely with him. So and I did, and I went back to the farm, and about four or five weeks later, and guess what? He's out in the field. Oh, so he had to wear a muzzle. They had a muzzle on him so he couldn't eat grass. But now he's out in the field, 
He's running with his buddies that he was rescued from, and he had the boots on, and I showed up, and I started running some more processes on him and pod-pocking him, and uh, he was just, he looked so happy out there, just running. He actually kicked off one of the boots, and I said, wow, look at this. I went back about another five weeks later. Oh, no, that day, actually, I wanted to, I saw him in the stall. They were brushing him, and I said, you know, can I... Would, you know, would it be okay if I just put my hands on his feet? Because I just got to, to do like another process on his feet. And I saw that he was actually, the feet were starting to look better. And the girl wouldn't let me do it. I went into like, at the moment, I was like, oh, it was like such rejection, I felt. And fortunately, I had these tools to just process all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, you know, that's not going to stop me. You know, I'm going to continue to work on him because I know he's receiving all of this. So anyway, I go back there another four weeks, I think it was later, and here he was out in the field with no boots on, no muzzle, and he was running with his buddies and eating grass. Unbelievable. And yeah, I took some access people <laughs> with me um, about a, even a couple months after that because I had told them the story, and they, and, and they take people on tours, and they brought some of their kids and, like, grandkids and um I, I was just, I couldn't stop, I, I was just, I was just filled with such joy of, of all of that, and I, you know, I just, the tears were just flowing and gushing, and, and just to see him, and the interesting thing about it, and I had this conversation with Susie Godsey, because she had me on one of her radio shows way back when, it was like, you know, <laughs> I was always asking, not always, but I, it came up just because of, you know, me judging myself, you know, does this stuff really work? I mean, did, was I ever, you know, was I really actually able to facilitate? And I saw so many other things that I had done, you know, after that. And I said to Susie, and, and you know, Susie was, and I said, you know, you know, maybe the vet contributed to some of this and the care that, you know, the people were giving there and all. So um, anyway, uh, <laughs> that was that was one of, I'll say, you know, my my first stories that um, that really kind of opened me up even more to doing, you know, more of this work. And, and um, it just, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, for me, you know, when I'm doing this kind of work with the animals, it's so cool. And I'm sure you can kind of get what I'm saying and, you know, facilitating when people were, you know, doing body processes and all of that. There's just such, you know, there's such a wonderful space there that, that, you step into and you know it's the communion and and the space allows you know such receiving there and you know whatever was going on and you know different things in my world outside of all that it was like it really it didn't it didn't really matter it was like right. you know, that really going on you know and so for me I guess and I don't want to ramble on I want you to pick my brain some more ask some questions but for me because I had such I'll say challenging times in my life with people you know I couldn't I tell people now you know I teach and and uh, you know I've been interviewed in different times but I, before I did all this I couldn't stand in front of two people without freezing up and sweating I mean I just had such you know, low self-esteem and, and picking up people's stuff and letting it affect me. But what I'm getting at is the animals, when I'm in that space, they always have my back. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and you heard, I'm, I know you heard Dane and Gary talking about that, you know, and I never really felt that so much out in the world of anyone, you know, having my back. And in that space, you know, it, it's, um, 
it's it's very cool to say the least. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really really neat story, and I can totally get the energy of that. And it it is amazing because oh, I don't know, people, ugh, people. <laughs> right. right now, I'm volunteering at an animal shelter, and this was a, a challenge for me to go there. And but I said, you know, I. I you know, I, I have to start creating more. I just, I'm, you know, pushing myself. And, and this was a stretch. And you talk about people and, and you know, showing up there and, and working with these dogs. And there's some cats there. But I haven't done anything hands-on with the cats, but with the dogs. And uh, I, I just, I love some of the stuff that Susie Godsey puts out, with, you know, with the questions. Um, and we had a little bit of a conversation around, you know, shelters and rescue centers, you know, and, um, I know I, I saw a bumper sticker one time, you know, about that. And it's like, who's rescuing who here? Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, so, and That's I don't. It, I really like that a lot. That's a really, really neat perspective. Yeah. And, and you know what? You know what lightens everything up? And I, I haven't really had a chance because I don't really tell people uh, in these places a lot about access and, and speaking about it. And, and you know what? It's not even really necessary. But, um um, if when I when I really get and I do get that you know everyone's choosing the people and they, so if the animals are choosing it, you know it are you know what what's the what's the purpose of the you know putting all the projections rejections expectations and separation and all your points of views on them you know it's like hello and this is what I always get when I'm working with animals and people and about it's like. You know, people will ask me, okay, so my dog's doing this or my horse and da-da-da-da-da, and I'll show up. And immediately I go to, you know, it, it, it's always a, a reflection, I guess, of what I'm trying to say of what is going on in this person's life or what they're unwilling to acknowledge or see or, you know, or possibly change and take a look at. The animals, are, to me, are just like, ah, eh, you know, and I, I love, you know, what's, you know, what Susie talks about is like, you know, do they really have a point of view and, you know, do they get a concept of, of any kind of wrongness? I mean, where is that coming from? I think, that, you know, to me, the way I see them in my world is like they're just these incredible gifts that are showing up in service, and they're choosing us. So, you know, what can they gift you? And, uh, no, totally. And I think that, that, that I really like that story of, like, you just being with the horse and, and how they just receive you and soak it all up and, and they have your back while you're working on them. And it's just, it's just the gifting and receiving is unbelievable. And, and when you don't, I think like <laughs> a big part of it is that animals don't talk and they don't think. <laughs> and I think those are like our two worst nightmares as, as humans. And, and just the, the space that can be created by just being with somebody and not filling the space with talking and filling your mind with your thoughts. It's like the ability to have your own back and other people's backs and live from the kingdom of we. It's just, it's amazing because animals, they just get it. Yeah, very well said, Julia. Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's and it's really funny because the people that kind of know me and in, in my life and know that I'm such a control freak at times and <laughs> and you know just a total humanoid you know judging myself for different things and and stuff like that but um I don't show it's it's like I you know because they're because I'm willing to be in that space it's like 
you know, I, I really, I really get to be who I be there. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's such fun. And, you know, I, I went to this, I, I'm going to this animal shelter and it's, it's a pretty big place and there's a lot of really nice people, you know, doing things there and contributing. And I saw even just recently that they have um, some handicapped uh, adults that are high functioning and, and go there. And it's so interesting how, um, and to me, those people, and because I have worked with autistic children as well, as you well know, there's, there's like, you know, massive amounts of awareness and expansiveness with that awareness with these people. And, and, the, and the animals get that. They, they react different to these people. Anyway, so when I go there and, and they know and I have my card set out there and I'm, you know, and I told them that, you know, I facilitate for animals and it's like, oh, wow, you're an animal communicator. And so they're all like, what do you get here? What do you see there? <laughs> because I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm different in some way for what I do because I don't, and I, I don't want to put this on as some sort of conclusion, but, you know, I don't necessarily like what I, you know, when I'm asking the questions and how can I contribute here and pod pock, whatever it was, it was, you know, sticking them or limiting from limiting the animals from choosing and all is that, the stories really aren't, I'm not like, it's like they don't come through. I'm not really interested in the stories. It's kind of like, and I guess because I, you know, have really gotten a lot about, out of access with, you know, certainly with Dane and Gary and Barbara and people like yourselves, it's like, you know, so what are the stories? The stories just, you know, kind of like keep this, the energy alive. But there's a lot of women that they keep asking, okay, we have Riley over here. What are you getting from her? And, you know, well, <laughs> what's outside? You want some cookies? Let's go walk her. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, I can, you know, clear and, and do some, uh, you know, some of the body processes on them. Oh, and you know what I've been doing lately is the people that have been coming in, I've been um, – putting into their heads. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, adopt Riley. I want to take uh, Durango home. I want, so it's, <laughs> it's the things that, you know, and you know, these tools of access are just, they're so cool. And there's so many of them. And, and, and I'm just asking and, and different things are starting to pop up. And that is so fun. That's such a great idea. Um, it reminds me of in, I've, oh, I think Dr. Casey Crisp used to talk about this story. Um, there's a body process, which I'm sure you've heard of, called Exit Stage Left. And oh, for yeah. any of those yeah. who don't know, um, Exit Stage Left is a hands-on um, energetic body process. When you, and you put your hands on the feet of a person who's ill or dying. And what will happen is they will either, within three weeks, they will either um, get better and go back to life and... and um, be healthy again or they will um, pass on and die and and uh, so there was a woman who had who worked in palliative care and she heard about this exit stage left and so she did it on every single person in her ward and the ward within three weeks was completely cleaned out because um, a number of the people got better and went home and the rest passed away. And so it reminds me, it's, it's like you're doing the same thing at the shelter. It's like, you know, getting people or getting the animals out and better and off onto new homes just by putting thoughts in people's heads. So that's a really, really neat way of using it. Yeah. And, you know, I was there yesterday and I, just, I noticed, you know, I came back and I said, wow, the energy is like really cool it was very cold i went up early in the morning it was only me and maybe one other person there 
and the energy just seemed so much lighter. And um, the you know some of the dogs are there's um there's a, there's a pretty good turnover. I see like a lot of new faces. Yeah, and mm. it was really funny. One dog yesterday, I was walking him, and this was the first time it happened. And he was just, he was a coon hound. He was big. And he had one blue eye and one brown eye, and he was oh, he was so full of life. Wow. Yeah, and I tell my friends these stories; they all start crying, and it's like <laughs> not, it doesn't touch me, but it's so cool that I could just show up there and, and not, you know, I get I pick up the energy and the awareness at all, but I'm not into like, you know, the, the you know feeling like that like that they're suffering you know by any means right right and, the poor animal story yes and I get that and, you know my friends oh my god if I went there I would take all the dogs home with me and I do get <laughs> I you know it's like oh I would love to take this one and this anyway so I was walking this one dog and one of the workers there said oh you got to bring him in and bring him up front and I said well what's up with that I didn't really know what was going on. I said well here you want to take him in no bring him up anyway he was. He's a dog that just needs space. He's big. He's a coon. He has to run. And I had him out, and he was running in the snow. And, oh, my God, he was having so much fun. I bring him up, and he's kind of a bit of a handful to walk. And a lot of these dogs are like that because and these people are trying to, like, control them and, you know, don't let them pull and do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, you know, what if someone had you in a pen for all this time and they opened the door? You'd like, oh. ah, right, let me out of here. <laughs> so I bring him up. And he was being adopted. These two little old ladies, they must have been in their 70s. It was like, wow, this is so cool. No way. And I'm like, wow, you chose these two ladies. I just hope they have a big farm or place for you to run. I, I, I love to see these kind of connections and, and you know, because and, uh, I see, like, the, you know, like I said, I know that these animals are choosing these people, and, you know, maybe on some level they know, but, you know, they're consciously not aware of it, but just the fact that they're, you know, coming there and, and doing it. So, anyway, I know I'm rambling on about it, but just it feels so great to be in that space without having to go there and, you know, oh, I'm the animal communicator, I'll, you know, train, you know, did I, and it's like, I just let them kind of do what they want to do, and it's, it's just, it's so, it feels like so much more joyful and, and ease in, the, in that space rather than trying to come with a, some sort of... No, it's totally true. Um, my, I have uh, two friends in Access Consciousness, Georgia Watson and Brett Ruchier, um, and they live in Houston. And when I was in Houston in October, they took me down to the Houston Zoo. And we were walking around, and I, I was just so sad for the animals. And I was like, oh, poor animals. And I was just picking up on the thoughts of all the other people who go to the zoo, that big poor animal thing. And, and uh, my friend Georgia said to me, she said, you know, are, are, are they actually poor animals or is the projection like the the infinite amount of people who go through the zoo and project at these animals that they're that they're locked up and it's so sad and they're poor animals it's like that's the plague that's hurting them it's not the fact even that they're locked up like they chose to be here they chose this for themselves but the projections of the 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 people who go through the zoo every day are what is actually hurting them. And I thought, Oh yeah, that is so cool. Isn't that the truth? 
So just like by you being there and just being you and not being, you know, Mr. Crocodile Dundee animal communicator, just by, <laughs> hey, like going there and being Jamie and just being with them, that is the greatest gift that they could ever ask for. That's just so cool. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is is that, um, you know, like Gary was talking about, is that, you know, they're here in service and they, um, you know, they're mimicking. So, you know, they'll kind of be whoever we want them to be. So what kind of energy, like you're saying at the zoo when people are showing up with those projections of that, it's like, oh, that's who they want me to be? Okay, I can show up and I can be that. And, they, and, and that's what right. they Right. Oh, good point. Yeah. So, and I know that these tools, you know, can, can clear that stuff. And I've seen, I've seen um, the tools work like really quick with the animals because it's, you're not dealing with the mental aspect. You know, there's no real intellect. You know, they have to think about what it is or, you know, be in a certain space because they're just, they're always in present moment awareness and they're never judging. They just show up. And so, you know, what I say when I'm, you know, teaching about this stuff is that this is, they, their language is energy, which is our first language, is, and it's all the stuff that access is all about. It's speaking to the energy. So it's very easy for them to get it. And I, the way I see it is like they're showing up <laughs> to teach us. No, absolutely. About energy and, and, you know, to, you know, just to get in touch and, and connect with that. Yeah. So when you say these tools, what are some of the actual tools that you enjoy the most? Well, when I go there, I, you know, I, I always ask, okay, so, you know, what contribution can I be in today and, and what can I create today that's greater than what I created the last time today? And I also... I, I, you know, and so what, in what contribution can I be? And I, I encompass the whole place, you know, the, the shelter, the people and, and all the animals there. And so it, it just starts to open up the, the, the awareness around that, which, um, you know, and then I'll, I'll ask, I ask them also, I ask them, the animals, you know, how can you contribute to me? And, um, so I can expand more and, and be more for you. So in the tools, um, you, know, it, it, you know, a lot of times I'll just run MTVSS on them as I'm walking them, you know, and I'll just continue to, you know, it's like, oh, you know what, that's cool. And, and if there's a, a dog, uh, there was a dog last week that I was walking and she had a female and she had something with her left leg. There was all kinds of like edema in there. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, what are you requiring here, sweetie? And I just came up with um, molecular demanifestation, demolecular manifestation, and um, you know, run here. And mm. cellular memory seems to work a lot. You know, it's funny, Julie. I've, that cellular memory, when I've used it on horses, and, and it happened with Harry. The and I, I and I used it on some other horses down on the farm. There's a in when I'm, when I'm running it, after a few minutes or so, maybe five, ten minutes, I've noticed that there's a, they start to, I, I don't know if it's they're following the energy, but they, they'll move in a circular motion. And I, like, was, I was equating that awareness of like cellular and circular, and it was like, 
it was like like moving and, and getting it and you know was that part of them um you know showing up and their bodies responding and and uh you know willing to you know release whatever it was in the cells that um you know was keeping them locked up and and you mm-hmm. know I, I i it's it's funny because i'll i use the same tools i use on people and i'll even ask the dogs you know so what energy space and consciousness are you willing to be um and and contribute here and um uh i pot and pock everything that got them to this space and you know i ask them you know what would it take for you and i also will ask them sometimes if i feel like you know there's like a shy dog or something or i feel like the energy might be contracted i ask them you know how much space are you requiring right now and hmm. yeah so it's really and it's it's a great you know i i would i'd love to you know i'm choosing to know that my willingness to to do this kind of stuff and talking about it will you know, create more awareness around it and, and, and contribute to anyone that would love to um, tap into this. Because for me, I mean, the way I, the way I see it and the way it's worked for me, it's, it's, it's just a, a cool way of working with the energy, I'll say. Yeah. So uh, just for anybody who doesn't know, um, could you explain the three body processes you were talking about, the MTVSS, demolecular manifestation, and cellular memory? You don't necessarily need to explain the dynamics of each one, but just so people kind of get what you're talking about if they haven't had a, a access background. Sure. Well, with MTVSS, to me, and I do it, I do it on myself a lot. Um, <laughs> this winter I have a lot from the shoveling. Mm-hmm. That, to me, I, I get the awareness around that is like this, kind of energizing, revitalizing type of uh, body process. And I know, you know, there's, there's a lot more information on it and detailed and, you know, in, in, in it. And Gary talks about how it, you know, literally changes the blueprint in the body. So I, I kind of get the energy of, you know, the dogs or the horse, you know, that I'm working with. And, um, you know, is there something here that, uh, you know, they might just need some more energy with. And, and if I'll pick up something from a, an animal that, for instance, like I was telling you about with, you know, Harry the horse with his feet, you know, something like on a cellular level, if there's something that I'm, you know, picking up in the energy that um, on a cellular level, it, the, the way that the cellular memory works is it goes to the actual, and for people, you know, this is, these are body processes, obviously, um, going right to the cell in the body and, and the cells hold a memory of whatever type of trauma that happened uh, in the body. So the cellular memory, um, as I understand it and use it, starts to unlock all of that. And the molecular demanifestation and deman- that's like, it's like a, it's almost like the pot and pock thing. Molecular demanifestation will um, take away something. Like for instance, I mentioned the dog with the edema in her legs. So, um, using that process if there's you know I see something you know like an injury like that that isn't natural to the body so I would run molecular demanifestation and it always seems to run you know I'll ask you know the molecular demanifestation will take away something like if there's arthritis or there's like a growth or something or edema in the leg and demolecular manifestation um, is the opposite, where it will create something. Let's say there's a, let's say there's a joint that has been um, 
uh, lacking, you know, cartilage or, uh, or fluid in the joint. So you could run um, a demolecular manifestation where you would actually create that in the, in the joint. Yeah. Right. So it's a literal conversation between your body and the molecules of their body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, you get, and, and that's like a big, yeah. And, yeah, so exactly that's, you know, what we're talking about here is, yeah, you're, you're basically speaking to the molecules in the body. And what I see from doing this is you, when you're in that space and, and you're communing with that, you know, and you get the concept of the kingdom of we, how we're, you know, we're just all one and we're all connected with that. It's, you know, and you make that um, bridge or that connection to that. It's like, you know, these, the cells, you, you know, and the bodies have this incredible intelligence that we have kind of dismissed. And I love the phrase that Barbara Gilman uses. She, was, she said, if your body was a dog, it would have run away a long time ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, I I was at um, Dr. Dane here, just did a class um, here in Vancouver on Monday night, A Taste of Being. And he said in the class, your body is a huge gift because it's the conduit from which all of the magic, there's like this free energy in the universe. And it's, everything you've dreamed of it's the energy of everything you've ever wanted or or dreamed of that you know is out there and it's just there waiting for you and it will always be there and your body is the conduit through which that energy can be brought to your being so the the body is just such an incredible thing and by doing mtbss like that's a huge step to getting your body into um, into a organism, if you will, that that doesn't have a point of view and is just like a sponge, like a curious sponge, ready to receive everything that the universe is just waiting to offer you. So, so MTVSS, that's just it's just such an amazing process, and the like, just like hearing the story about Harry the horse. Like in in one session, it completely changed the whole trajectory of that horse's life. Yeah, yeah, it it really you know it was amazing and uh, and it um, actually in in you you have my website, Julia, and that actually there was a uh, that if anyone is ever interested in hearing that there's a Susie's uh, radio interview a few years back um, was on there about about all that in detail as well. On the link, okay. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. So you gave us a lot of tools there. That was awesome. Um, I just want to go over them again. Um, so you talked about doing body processes, which is you know demolecular manifestation, cellular memory, MTVSS, um, asking the animal questions. That's an amazing tool. Um, can you talk a little bit more about? you know, how you talk to the animals. And it's not like they say necessarily something back to you, but can you talk about that energetic exchange? 
Yeah, and you, when I say, you know, asking them questions and um, it's really, it's, it's re- what, what I got from, or what I, sh- I, what I get from it and the way it kind of shows up for me, it's not even like having to verbalize a question. It's more of just being willing to show up, and I always make sure when I show up that I'm showing up in the space that I be and even more of that, and even more of that. And to just, because for me, and, you know, this was like a gift, certainly, again, you know, even Gary Douglas had said, you know, I had a brief conversation with him, two and three in, in San Francisco in July, and um, he said, everything I ever learned, I learned from a horse. Yeah. And that's like a, you know, that's like, that's like a big, you know, like a big statement. And maybe some people that haven't, quite yet had that opportunity to be around horses it's it, it, you know it feels for me like like giving back where spending that time in the horse industry in the racing industry that I was in and seeing it now as they were this invitation for me to be and they did you know they showed up in a space that I could step into and where I could function from and where it was easy for me to function from. So getting back to asking the question now, it's just like, you know, showing up in the space and how much of an invitation can I be here? And just ask, you know, what contribution can I be for you today? What can I, what can I be and, and, and um, contribute to you and into your life, your living, your body and your reality? And when you start, and you know, when you start asking those questions, whether it's with an animal, you know, a dog or a person, it's like pathways and doorways of connecting like you're talking to, you know, you're talking about the molecules of the body and, and how these bodies, you know, the bodies have the intelligence and they're just like, they're kind of like sitting waiting to, you know, speak their language. And so Mm -hmm. that's, kind of what happens that's really neat yeah i i've been playing around with the question lately um for humans not animals but it would work both ways but it's very similar i've been playing with what would this person really really like to have that i can give them and that's so similar to what you're saying to the animals so that's really neat and i don't know if i've heard gary or dane say this recently on something but ask him what what can I contribute to you or, or today that has never been contributed to you that no one else was willing to, to show up and be for you? And just like, Whoa. yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. And it's so cool because, you know, these tools, when I, it's, there's so many tools and there's so many processes that you can use. So, it's really, you know, I have to say I'm, I'm just so extremely grateful to Gary and Dane because when you are willing to be in the space and you're willing to show up, and I don't always show up as me being me all the time in my life, but it's so easy to do it with the animals. And, you know, because of, you know, there's no judgment there and, they're you know, they're present and, you know, there's just you know, everything I was saying before that invitation, but there was something else I was saying and it kind of like slipped my mind, but um, it'll come back. 
<laughs> so, oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just, it's, it's almost like, you know, you kind of immerse yourself in all this stuff. And I, I know you've done a whole lot and you're an access facilitator. And, and the things that you've done are, you know, probably beyond what I've gotten to yet. But it's like all that stuff is there, you know, that information that you take in through, you know, whatever it is. And when you have the opportunity, whether it's, you know, you're facilitating for a person or an animal, it's just like, it's, it's like available, right? You just, it's like, you know, the more you ask for whatever it is, it, it just seems like so readily available and, and easy to reach for. Yeah, no, that's the truth. I, I, um, it's, it's just that level of, of presence of, of like actually being in your life, ready to ask questions, ready to receive whatever is going to show up as a result of those questions. And if you can, you know, get together with an animal and do that and be there and be with the animal and ask the animals questions, you know, they'll receive everything you have to give them and you'll receive all that and more. So that's amazing. You have such a cool energy. I'm so glad that, that I got to have you on today. Yeah, well, I I saw um, you, well, I found you initially from you, you Rebecca Boswell. You you met her in New York. Oh yeah, Rebecca and I. Um, Rebecca, uh, for for those who who don't know, she's a she's a bars facilitator, and she lives in Albany, New York, and she does really interesting things. She's a leader of a women's group, and does all kinds of activities in Albany for women. She's just an amazing leader. And, uh, yeah, her and I hooked up about a year ago in Houston at the advanced body class and, uh, just really, really connected. I loved her energy. And so, so, you know, Rebecca, well, yeah, I, she came to one of our classes a couple of years ago and her and I have been exchanging with each other for the past two years. Okay. Yeah. So are you, you're upstate there by yeah. Albany. Yeah, she's not far from me. And uh, so anyway, she had she mentioned you and going into the city and whatever. And she said, oh, and my friend, you know, has this radio show. And it just something just went off in my head. I said, oh, radio show, Julia. And I said, wow. I said, you know, do you have her information? I said, maybe I'll drop her a line and maybe I can get on her show. So yeah. I did. And I saw you on Facebook and I, I saw um, – these pictures of you and, you know, and I was just like, wow, this is a really cool, gorgeous, delicious lady. I want to, I want to be on her show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love energy. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, So for, for those who would like to get a hold of you, um, could you give them your website or contact information? Sure. It's uh, animalfacilitator.com. Awesome. It's a good website name. Pretty easy. Yeah, it is. And and that just came to me pretty easily when I was uh, thinking about creating the website. So, yeah, and all my contact information is on there, my the email address and phone number. So, yeah, I even have some there's, – yeah, there's a, there's a few videos on there and um, a couple of them actually – oh, did, it, did you ever see the – I have a video of Barbara's dog, Molly, who's a Yorkshire Terrier, and – She's been around this healing energy all her life. She is like such a special dog. Um, Anyway, I was watching her. Barbara went away somewhere, and I I dog sit for her quite a bit. And um, I just got the idea one day, and 
of uh, of Molly running a body process on me, and I happened to have a video camera. So anyway, I videotaped Molly running MTVSS on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, well, I you know it's like I I listen to Gary and Dane a lot and talking about being different and doing something different. I said, well, it's, I can do this. This is you know why not? I can be outrageous with this. And um, so there's a video of Molly uh, running MTVSS on me. And why can't animals run? No, that that body? makes perfect sense. Did right. she actually stay there for the whole like for a little while? Uh, it's a short uh, maybe. Yeah, she was. And you know the amazing thing and. Um, I tell people about this and they just, <laughs> it's really funny because I've always been, you know, looked at as kind of weird and crazy all my life and, you know, finally came to uh, thinking or receiving that, you know, thank you very much. I don't want to be normal. Go but anyway, saying that, I tell people that and, you know, it's like this guy is weirder than I thought he was. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, um, and now, this was a couple of years ago that I did that, but she knows now. And um, I'll I'll just ask her. I'll be sitting, whether watching TV or, or sitting down, and sh- and I'll I'll say, well, you know, would because I really, you know, with her, it's very easy to connect with, and um, I spend a lot of time with her. But um, she knows how to run the process, and it's so cool because we kind of exchange on each other. Hmm, that's pretty amazing. I've never heard a story like that before. Yeah, how can it get even better than that? Yeah, how how what else is possible if that's really? possible? <laughs> oh, that's really neat. So, do you have any classes coming up? Like you said, you facilitate a a bit. I know you do bars classes. Um, what kind of stuff do you have on the go? Well, next Monday I'm teaching at uh, a continuing education at a high school in Saratoga. Um, but as far as like, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I I need to start creating more around that and and asking like you know and I have been asking you know what's it going to take um, you know to do this and that's why I kind of you know when I heard that from Rebecca that you had a radio show and when these things come uh, I just really have to push myself into into doing that and when I do it it always seems to create more so. To answer your question, I don't have any, I mean, the continuing education class I have in Saratoga, but um, nothing with access coming up uh, in the, the near future yet. Well, I'm sure if you did, there would be a lot of interested people. Okay. Stuff. Um, so uh, I have one more question. Oh, can you leave us with one interesting tool before we go? An interesting tool. Wow, there's so many tools. You know what my favorite tool in Access is? What's that? Interesting point of view, you have that point of view. That to me is like, it's it's such an, you know, there's so many, I have a lot of processes that I use and run, but um, that one is just like a very simple one. And one of the tools that I, I use, and you might have heard this, you know, when I'm doing, when I'm teaching like an intro, and I don't, when I do like like this class I'm doing, these people, I don't know how many access people are going to show up. There might be, I don't know. But most people don't really know. They're, I'm not, I don't do like access stuff with them, and I'll give them little tools and things. But, um, but I will tell them about like the clearing statement. So, okay, here's a process um, that anyone 
um, that's on the call that has any um, limitation, I'll say, around communicating with your animals. And uh, so what fantasies um, do you have about communicating with your animals that would keep you from the awareness that has that your animal's been waiting for you to tap into and podpock that. Cool. cool yeah, because cool. we all have, you know, stories of whatever it is, and um, when we get to them or when we really look at them, they're, you know, it's like whose story is that? And really what is it? It's really just like a fantasy and standing in the way because I know that's what it was for me, and it wasn't even mine. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Never is, hey? <laughs> right. That's awesome. Okay, well, that's great. Um, thank you so much for being on today. You have, oh, it's just so, such a fun conversation, and I had so many, I felt like like a ping pong, like, oh, like bouncing off the walls, like, oh, there's that new awareness and that new awareness. So, so thanks for everything. You've taught me so much today. Wow. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for having me. And I, I love this because for me, you know, when I get someone that is willing to ask the questions around all of this, it just, as you well know, you know, with this work, it, it just creates a lot more awareness for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And thank you to everyone who's listening now and in the future. Um, next week on the show, I have my, my dear friend, Zaw. Um, she's the most interesting name. Uh, Zaw Harrison. And she is um, a very interesting um, lady from Australia who used to actually own a helicopter business and with her um, ex-partner. And so we're going to hear about all the adventures um, that she's had. And she's also an access facilitator. Um, so we're, we're going to have a conversation about adventure and being alive and, you know, living on the edge. Um, so we can look forward to that for next week. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you so much, Jamie, for this conversation. It's been wonderful. My pleasure. Is that call that you're talking about a week from today, same time? It's a week from today, same time, same place, every week. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much. Take yeah. care, everyone. See <laughs> you sometime soon. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.